Welcome. I'm Julie Bacon, and you're listening to the Mindset Coaching for Handlers podcast, a podcast for dog handlers who are on a mission to achieve big goals. Here I share lessons, insights, personal stories, and tools you can apply during your next show, trial, or test to help you strengthen your mental game and hopefully cue more consistently. Be sure to check out the show notes where you'll find details about the episodes, plus important links, including the link to the Dogged Planner and Workbook created just for handlers on a mission. So if you're ready to improve your competitive mindset, get out of your own way, and connect with your dog like never before, then it's time to get comfy, bring an open mind, and work your mindset. Hey everyone, welcome back to the podcast and welcome to season three and a new year. So we have a very exciting podcast for you today. It is with guest D. Monty and she specializes, as you'll hear, in really tapping into energy and intuition. And I thought this was an especially great conversation to have because we know that our dogs are always reading us. They're very energetic. They're more tapped in than we are to like the goings on of the universe. And anyway, this was just, there were several ahas in this for me personally. I know there will be for you. Um, And I hope that you listen like a couple times to this episode actually, because I think that there's a lot to unpack here. So without further ado, let's get into it. All right. Well, hello, Dee. Thank you for joining the podcast. I'm super excited um, that you're here. Uh, You and I have had a chance to work together and I enjoyed it and um, just bunches of mutual connections came out of it. So um, that's super fun too. And um, I wondered if you just, we're going to talk about energy and things, but I think that knowing a little bit more about your background will help kind of give context to the conversation we're going to have. Yeah, for sure. I I never know exactly what I'm going to say about what I do, uh, because it's kind of varied. But I usually, and here's an example, like I usually do what I do to show people what it is that I do. So I'm literally just going to open up to to spirit, energy, intuition right now, uh, and just ask myself in this holistic, energetic sense, like, what do people, what does your audience need to know about me? Uh, And the word that comes up is interesting is holistic, which I've already, I think I said already. So like holistic in terms of energy and like resonating with communicating with picking up on using and like being guided by the energy of what is happening. And so in the most basic terms, that's what I do. And what, and I help people connect with this energy and learn how to tap into intuition and, and what is happening with within themselves, what is happening in their emotions, what is happening with the people around them, what is happening with the dogs or pets or environment around them that they can like pick up on and be able to like engage with and interact with and know what's happening and be able to ask for your own sort of guidance from the energy of what's happening. So in a nutshell, I guess like holistic, intuitive practitioner. So I, I teach people how to how to tap in and how to use the energy of what's within and all around us. I love that. And you have a dog? Yeah. Right? I do. Yeah. yeah, I do. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. That's very cool. Um, well, I, I'm going to circle back to that later because I'm, I'm definitely going to ask like how you use your work with your own dog, even because I know you're not a competitive dog person, but I know that you're using your your gifts and that your energy work and your intuitiveness all the time. So um, yep, I'm curious that might actually about that. Be, 
a good thing to tap into right now if you want to do super it for a brief story. So I, I have a golden doodle. She her name is Wanaka. She's 13 years old. She's awesome. Super sprightly and puppy like. Um, she's she sleeps and hangs out all day. Uh, if I'm in the house, but if I have a, a client over or if there's something happening in person in my space, energetically speaking, um, within my work, uh, she often will like mirror either what's happening or or act as though like show what the person or client needs. And so if somebody's like really straight laced and like definitely could use some fun in their lives, she's like, love me. Hi, hi, you want to play? Here's my ball. <laughs> she's like, all oh over them God. and the person is usually like ah, I don't know what to do with this so it's like she's almost like a messenger from spirit in in addition to what I'm tapping into and then people who are like going through something super intense uh in their session with me um she's like I don't want anything of it like she's really not she's like yeah you're you got it dialed the you take care of this let me out she like literally wants to go outside she's like wants to let the energy out the door she goes into the backyard and grounds and like does her own thing. So she like, yeah, she's no, actually there's one other brief story that was super cool as I had uh, a group of women in my house, in my space working for the weekend one time. And um, Wanaka kept nudging one of the women like over and over again. And we're like, what the heck is going on? Like, clearly she's trying to tell us something, but we couldn't quite clearly sense what it was until it became obvious that there was a spirit in the room, like an energy of a lost loved one who really wanted to talk to that person. Oh and it's giving God. me the shivers right now. I'm like, Ooh, which is like, it just means like, this is true for me. This is what happened for us. And so she is definitely part of the energy of what is happening and resonates not only with what I'm thinking and feeling and how I am, but with my son and my husband, but also with clients. Like, it's kind of like horses too, right? They can mirror and show us yeah. what's happening. Oh my God. That, I mean, there's a couple of things that you said that just made me think of like my relationship with my dogs. My, one of my, my first competition dog, um, he very often, the more stressed I would get, the more like playful he would get. And I remember when he was young, it used to really piss me off because I'd be getting ready to like compete or like walk in the ring. And I'm getting nervous, of course, and angsty and all the things that, you know, I've learned to control over the years. But um, and then he would start getting, in my terms, really obnoxious and like ill behaved, you know, all the air quotes. And um, and it would make me so just it make it worse kind of because I wasn't listening on that level. Right. Um, and so when he was young, I mean, I was just like, stop and rah, 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 rah. And so I think that it's just, you know, they try and we miss here. And, you know, a really common thing that happens is when you talked about your dog, like leaving the room, a really common thing that happens is we talk about um, when we walk into the ring as handlers, our dogs like disconnecting. And they're, they're not listening or they're not. And the truth is, is they don't want to be part of us. And this same dog like literally left the ring on multiple occasions. He would just be, we'd be competing. Like there was a, wow. one story we were competing. We were the opposite far end of the ring. And he was just like, peace out. Like, I can't with you. And, and he left and he left the ring. And um, which is bad, obviously. Um, but I think very telling. And I wasn't tuned in enough. I wasn't a good enough, experienced enough, maybe trainer at the time to really read into that and to listen. I was so busy 
talking and telling him what I needed, that I wasn't listening to what he was trying to say. And if I was, I was completely misinterpreting. (laughs) This makes me think of that beautiful essence of like us being in our own heads and stuck in the like, uh, our our maybe misconception or like our ideals of trying to control the situation being like, okay, this is, this is the situation. This is how it's going to go. You're going to do this. This is like, here's the plan. (laughs) Right. Energy and sphere to intuition is kind of like, ha ha. (laughs) <laughs> you think that's going to happen. Nope. This is what really needs to happen. And so in those moments where like your dog leaves the ring in, in a competition, it's just like, oh my gosh, that's probably like the worst feeling in the world. Oh, it but, is. <laughs> like, but it's also like, it, it, like, it's usually what happens for me is when things are uncomfortable or when things like this happen that are just like, well, I don't understand like what's happening. It's usually an opportunity to heal something. And so this, this head strong, controlling unidirectional, like I am the, you know, person you do what I've got planned for you is, is really hard for even people to fit into, let alone animals. So like, for sure, I think the thing that I love about what you do or what I think you do is that there's this resonance and connection with the dogs that you respect and honor. And that there's as much, the dog's trying to give you as much information about what's going to happen and what's happening now as, as you're trying to give the, the dog. I think that exchange and synchronicity is like super valid. Yeah, it is. And it's super important. And we, you know, uh, our handlers talk about a couple things often. One is it all goes down the leash, meaning whatever we're feeling, you know, is traveling down the leash. And the other thing is this desire to have connection. And I feel like I'm always pushing my clients to like redefine what that means. Um, Cause in one case she was like, Oh, I just want my dog to be connected. And what she really meant was she wanted her dog to look at her. Right. Well, that's not necessarily connected. Right. And like, so, so I think it's interesting is that we we're striving for this thing that we really don't know how to describe or, and in dog training, we talk a lot about criteria or which means like, what will it look like when I get it? Like, what does success even look like if I say connected? And so I think that would be, so like, go there. Like, we're, like, how would you sort of define that or like nurture that in terms of when we're really, we really want to be connected, but we don't, we're getting in our way. <laughs> you know, I, th- way. What, what comes to mind immediately is like our, own needs and our own things that we need to heal that show up in our lives over and over Mm. again. So like that example of that woman being like, I just want to connect with my dog. Why won't my dog look at me? Is like, if she takes that and like snips it out and it places it into her like life with humans, how does that show up in her life with her partner or with her kids or whatever? And I'm totally getting full body shivers with this. Like, holy cow, how significant that reflection, even asking that question could be because everything is a mirror in our lives for sure. Like as we move through everything. And I, as I said before, when something's uncomfortable, there's usually some sort of learning or lesson or like something that wants to be healed in some way. And, and so for like working with your dog and, and the things that, don't work air quotes around that are probably the moments and the things that you're also trying to heal in your life. And so this beautiful um, way of, of like switching the perspective on, on things that are like, again, air quotes going wrong with your dog or with your training or with like your connection or whatever it is. It's like, Hmm, I'm willing to bet because dogs are super smart. They're just resonating to energy all the time that if, 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 
you were to heal that sort of connection thing for that woman within herself in whatever way it's meant to be healed. And there's like endless ways to heal things like that. If she were to tend to that in some way and heal that, I bet you anything the dog would connect with her, not by necessarily looking in her in her eyes, but would probably connect with her in a way that she felt more deeply that wasn't just a visual. Mm. Like I, I think she would heal the relationship with herself and her her like humans, but she would yeah. also heal that relationship with her dog and not just heal it as in be successful and get that look, but heal it and be successful in feeling connected. Wow. Yeah, I mean, that makes me want to just go off and do a bunch of work on myself. <laughs> The, the beautiful the beautiful part about that is it doesn't have to be this big gigantic like oh my gosh now I need to go into like 10 years of therapy or I need right. to like dive into this and do like epic journal writing or or go do some crazy healing thing like no it's also like okay if your dog is doing this thing in the moment that makes you irritated or isn't what you wanted or whatever like right literally you can you can tend to that in the moment with your dog like there's probably a way to like it's almost like you've got the train of the mind trying to go to the next station and the dog is like, wait, wait, we got to do this first. So like, just like you said, like pausing, connecting with the dog and seeing what else is there and what needs to be chewed on or healed within yourself in that moment. And just like, even just that pause could be significant enough to just like tweak or like slightly get you out of this. I got to get to the, the next train station. Yeah. Wow. Okay. That's a lot. That's great. It's all good. I mean, I'm personalizing that of course, and I'm <laughs> applying it to my own situations in my mind for sure. Um, and, uh, yeah, so, um, that's really helpful. Um, okay. So the other thing too, then is that how do you know, like, how do you start? I mean, how do you take what, Cause you're getting to your point, you're getting feedback, you're getting this mirrored back all the time. And I think that, you know, for a lot of us, we've been taught because this is, I, I guess, sort of, I don't know, normal society or Western thinking or really old thinking that, that you train an animal, right? So there's a part of us that even though we have these dogs that we love and sleep in our beds and our, our partners. And, you know, we tell all our secrets too. And, you know, there's so much more than just dogs that we train. There still is this like element in our brains that says, well, if I, if I work hard enough with this dog, or if I train enough, or if I teach them, it's, it's obviously a flaw in my teaching that I can't get this dog to do what I want. Like, but yet the, the teachings might not be it at all. It could be this energy piece of it. Um, so like, wh where do you start? Like, how do you start unraveling that? I think the answer that's coming up right away is, is coming like out of that mind heady, you know, part of us that has a plan and wants something done. Or <laughs> yes, we got a lot of and, plans. <laughs> I know. And coming down into the body. So it doesn't mean letting go of that plan. It doesn't mean letting go of that goal. It just means within the process of entertaining and being in the energy of the training is like coming back into the body, coming back into feeling what is happening. And so uh, there's a, uh, there's a saying that I learned in a yoga teacher training many moons ago, that was about when you first learn to do yoga, you're doing yoga, like you're doing triangle pose, you're doing cow, you're doing the poses. And then eventually over time and experience and practice, you morph into yoga starts to do you. 
Mm. So it's really, instead of that top down, like, I'm going to do this, we're going to do this, you're doing like sort of that heady kind of like, I'm the manager, I'm the one in charge thing. It becomes more of a shared experience where everyone is respected. And those goals, like the show, the competition, whatever, whatever's happening, those can be part of that uh, recipe or part of the outcome. But there's this, there's this like shift into being with your dog instead of just like in your mind thinking and doing with your dog and so let your like like the yoga phrase that I said instead of just doing yoga let yoga do you and in in that in that way it's like allowing your body to move into any position it needs to move in allowing your body to breathe in whatever way it needs to breathe in this moment so it's like truly resonating with what's happening right now, what wants to be expressed, moved, freed, stretched, whatever, and just letting it happen. And that's when people just go into some, like, uh, I don't even know the word for it, but uh, where they just um, immediately just start moving and they're not mm-hmm. thinking about it. They're just like, oh, it's it's kind of like when you stretch in the morning, it's kind of like, oh, you do the stretch and you wouldn't necessarily plan that. You just do it. And so it's kind right. of the same thing. And the way to get into that with, with the um, handling, I'm guessing, would be the same kind of like engaging in this softening of being the doer, being the top down, being, um, I'm sure that you need to have that respect from the dog as the handler. And like complementary to that is this like engaging with your body and sensing, okay, what else is here? What's happening with me and my dog? What thoughts am I having as my dog is doing what I don't want it to do? Like all, all of that like allowing it to be there and holding space for it rather than getting pissed off and like, ah, and like, you know, shoving it into the corner and like starting again tomorrow. Like there's often this sense of doubt or giving up. It's not working. I'm just going to like, but like those moments where things are like really shaky or, or discomfortable or uncomfortable or um, things aren't working out the way you thought they were. That's a really potent time to like, again, step back step out of your mind, check in with your body. What is happening here? What is your dog doing? How does it make you feel in your body? And there's something usually just this little, I sense the word like little nugget that wants to come out this little mm-hmm. piece to chew on for you, either in the moment or maybe later, again, that healing piece to just allow that connection with your dog and the, the energy of what is happening that isn't aligned, allowing it to sort of come apart a bit, create some space around it for it to be able to become aligned. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I think there is so much, even if I think back to my own journey with my dogs, there is so much of a, you know, in our lives, just like wanting control or wanting to make something happen or, you know, thinking that like, well, I put all these plans together. I did all this work, then it should, you know, happen and unfold in this way. So there's a lot of expectations I think that get in the way. And I think that um, you know, our dogs aren't necessarily the thing I always remind people is our dogs aren't necessarily like in on the, in on the joke, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they're not, you know, that we don't involve them. We don't, you know, a lot of, a lot of people don't like talk to them or involve them in like what's going to happen or what's going on. And, and yeah. so we just like leave them to sort of like figure it out. Um, and so, you know, it's, I'm always encouraging people to like, let them in on it. You know, when you're visualizing, even like visualize and like reach out to your dog and do that and like, let them in on it and like how much more successful it could be when you invite them in, yeah. in just a really different way. 
I've done that a few times with my own dog where she doesn't love going on car trips and she doesn't love being Mm. away from us for very long. Granted, she's most dogs, I think, are like that. But for her, she can tell, energetically speaking, before we even start packing, that something (laughs) is going to happen. Uh And she might be left behind or she might be left with our friend to look after her, which is fine, but she just doesn't know her preference. So whenever that happens, I like see her like, laser beam eyes following me as I'm like moving around the house I'm like oh right like even just noticing her behavior change is like step one and then I'm like okay she's she's nervous she's gonna get left behind and on this occasion luckily she's not gonna get left behind she is coming with us so I tell her like I I go to her and I just like energetically and with my voice I'm like I'm packing up here's where we're going and I, I visualize it in my mind we're going to grandma and grandpa's you're coming with us you're gonna come in the car we're gonna have your food we're gonna bring your your towel like all the things and just like allow her to like know what's happening like what's right. coming yeah yeah she can read that something's changing within us but she doesn't know what it's going to mean for her yeah yeah and for so, sure I think that links with what you were saying, I think about just like visualizing and sharing that information with your dog so that they have the same expectation or knowledge of what's coming as you do. Yeah, it, no, it definitely does. And I've noticed a huge difference when I remember to do that, right? And the remembering is key, obviously. But I think, you know, what you said is, you know, you, you see her start to laser pointer on you and like really, you know, focus in. You're like, and that's the reminder, right? Is to be able to pick up, you know, on all of those things. Um, we, and so another place I want to go is like, you know, uh, there's another saying that we say is that you don't necessarily get the dog you want. You get the dog you're supposed to have, or the, get yeah. the dog that you need. Right. And I've definitely had that experience with one of my dogs, uh, Moxie, who's been much, my listeners hear all about her all the time <laughs> and, um, who's definitely been much more of a struggle for me. I, she wasn't a puppy when I got her. So she definitely had some of her own, you know, behaviors and things that she forged, you know, in those kind of early months. And it's really been a struggle. And I look at her and I know that like, I know we're going to get better and I know we're eventually going to get through this, but I don't even know how. And so I think, you know, she's definitely a dog that I needed, you know, to have and, um, if for no other reason than to have this podcast, cause she seems to be the star lately. Um, but, um, but yeah, I mean, I think talk a little bit about that or like how we kind of accept that or, cause I think we sort of fight it. Like I have fought oh, it yeah. a really, I've really fought it with her. And like, it's not that she's a great, I mean, she's an amazing dog. She's super talented. And I always tell him like, you're the smart, she's literally the smartest dog I've ever had. Um, but we've just butted heads and struggled. And, um, I think it's probably my desire to control everything, but I'm not totally sure on that could be one of many elements, but anyway, talk about that a little bit. Sure. Yeah. The, the key phrase that stands out is you get the dog you need, not necessarily the dog that you want. (laughs) And that is again, such a good reminder of that everything in the world that's happening and that we interact with is here kind of mirroring us and showing us again, what is aligned and what is meant to heal and what is here for us. And the other thing that you said that stood stood out is like, how, like not knowing how to do this, how is this going to work? Like, and that's really just our mind trying to see the solution and nothing has worked before. So it's like, ah, I don't know what to do. Like, and and that's really like, even that phrase, I don't know what to do is the ego mind saying like, 
I, I, I'm stuck. I can't figure this out. And I think that's the point is like, what if you're not meant to figure it out? What if you're meant to like play it out or, or like energetically receive from your, your dog in a way that is like, you can be together and have like, what would it be like to, here's like, I'm going to go way out here. Yeah. What would it be like to have like an energetic conversation with your dog? Like that, where you kind of feel like you hear or see or sense answers from them like okay moxie like what is it about this that that isn't aligned for you and like in this sort of like an imagination kind of way of like pretend like she can talk and just see what comes to you because there is energy all around and within us and within your dog and you and so if you put out there this intention that you want to connect with your dog and see what they have to like literally say Mm. you could see if anything comes back to you in a way that of course dogs can't speak English but they speak there's energy around what they're thinking and what they feel and if they can like energetically understand the question there's usually something that comes back and so I feel like that even is guided by something bigger than just us so this like spiritual energetic like receiving this like conversation or a response to your question like what is it Moxie like what what is it about this that is not working for you because like I can't figure it out what what do you need here like again that like engaging with and bringing that energy back to you instead of top-down directed like trying all the things and nothing working it's like what if you go to the dog and see what the dog has to offer you and it might be some like in some cases some super simple fix or some super simple tweak to what you're already doing that makes the world of difference right so And that's where the how comes in, like, especially when we're feeling stuck around something, the how is not going to come to us by trying harder or figuring it out harder or, you know, trying on um, things that we've tried on before and thinking it's going to work this time. Like, there's clearly something that needs to be different. And it's just that, like, what if we engage with our dog to help receive from them and tap into the energy that is created between you and see what wants to come through? Yeah, that's super powerful and really spot on for um, my relationship for her in particular. I think that one thing that happens in dog sports and probably every sport is like everybody has advice for you, (laughs) even if you didn't ask, um, you know, some people there's there's a whole thing where people will just come up and tell you what they think you did wrong, even though you didn't ask. It's very bizarre. Uh, We've talked about it on the podcast before, but it's it is very bizarre. But point being is that there's so much advice and that can be an air quotes about like what you're doing wrong as a handler and why you, you know, why you can't do this or why your dog made that mistake or why you made the mistake and all of this. And I think it feeds into, you know, this, the how thing, right. And that somebody out there knows how to fix this. Somebody out there, I just have to try a different method. I just have to do a different thing. I just have to take another online class. I just have to do this other thing. And, you know, is listening to this, obviously it makes us feel terrible as handlers, <laughs> you know, first of all, because all we are is big, big failures, you know, it's, um, you know, there's, there are t-shirts that say it, it's always the handler's fault. And part of that is taking responsibility, but and not blaming the dog, which I'm all for, but some of it is, is like a, a lot of pressure. And I know that when I was really trying to figure out my relationship with Moxie, I, there were a lot of like training opinions that I got, but I knew on some level that it wasn't that, that it just was relationship or energy, you know, because it's where I go. 
Um, and I just knew that there was something else, that there was something else. And I, I think also that for me, I always say that you get the messages from the universe in however you choose to listen. So if your method of listening is tarot cards, or if your method of listening is listening to the trees talk, or it's prayer or whatever it is, like that's how those messages will come through. So I love the idea of like sitting with your dog and just sort of asking because it's not your imagination making up the answers. It's being open to how those messages are going to come into you. Yeah, this is so great because I feel like it's it very much resonates with how um, I teach intuition and that like each each person's ability to tap into their own intuition and energy is unique to them. Like there's no one book that says, here's the seven ways that you're going to tap into your intuition and it's going to work 100% of the time. No, of course that doesn't exist or it does exist, but it doesn't fit everybody that that is um, trying to tap into their own intuition. So there's this sense of um, opening up to your uniqueness, your dog's uniqueness, the energy of what is happening in the moment. And I don't know if you can hear, there's like a circular saw happening in the background right now. So no, it's okay, fine. good. But maybe that's like part of the message is like, ah! <laughs> yeah. there's, there's this flavor of like, you are a unique human. Your dog is a unique being, a unique animal. And the energy that you create together is unique to you. So it's not that a lot of the tools are like unhelpful. It's more about in the moment, if you're, if you're trying to do something with your dog, it's not working or you have this problem consistently with your dog and you're looking for advice. If you were to like engage with the energy of your dog and yourself about that theme, about what's going on, part of the wisdom that might come to you is like, go to the bookstore and you're like, what? And then you go to the bookstore and there is a book that has one page with one tweak that changes everything. And it's like, Mm -hmm. but the only way you like most people would go and find a book, that book or another book and read the whole thing and try on all the tools. And then like, just kind of like a waste of energy. It's like a waste of, it's not efficient. And so the efficiency of the moment is what I love. Like the efficiency of tapping into what's actually happening for you and your dog is the point. And when you receive that guidance about what tweaks to make, when to stop the training for the day, when to try this new technique that you've been waiting to try, like all of those things can be very aligned. Like there, 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 I totally believe like cogs coming together. There is an aligned way for these things to come together. And if it just takes, I think a bit of patience and pausing, getting out of the head, out of the structure of thinking you need to do things a certain way and just tapping into the energy of the moment and seeing what kind of magical stuff comes up. Yeah, that's amazing. I I think one thing I learned is that to ask the questions differently or ask for help differently. And so in like, I was having this consistent um, problem in the rink um, with Moxie and it still am to some degree, but it's a little better. Um, Actually, it's a lot better in some rings. It doesn't matter. Anyway, um, I stopped asking like, how do I fix this? And I started asking for, I need help with Moxie. And that's all I said. That's, that's what I put out to the universe is I just need help because yeah. the answer wasn't, it turned out, wasn't necessarily have anything to do with training. 
And actually it was this person that I did this call with. It was random. It was random as, as some answers are right. When you put it out there, you get it in some weird way. And it basically came down to like what I was mirroring was my relationship with my mother. I was, (laughs) I was mirroring that with my dog. And let me tell you when I did to to say that I did not want to hear that is like the understatement of like the last three years. (laughs) Oh yeah. Because I was like, Oh, that's just rude. And when I went (laughs) into it, right. To your point about like, you know, it's, it's happening somewhere else in your life. Um, it really was like, I was being very conditional with my love. I was being very like expectation. I was like, I don't understand you. So therefore this isn't working. Like, and I was like, Oh my God, you know, and it was just, it was a lot. And, you know, you know, maybe too much for a lot of people, but my point is, is like, stop being specific in what you're, request is and like almost be more general yeah. if that makes sense oh yeah for sure like when I'm even asking my intuition for guidance around something I will like kind of in a masculine way form the questions so that the answer is just yes or no which is super limiting it's kind of the same <laughs> thing it's like yeah well should I drink this coffee this morning or not and then it's like no I was like oh well uh but an op- like the opposite right, question, now. yeah, right. Like yeah. opposite or more general question would be, do I drink anything this morning? It's like, yes. Okay, well, what what should I be drinking this morning? You like, and then I see two cups of water, and then I see a cup of tea. I'm like, oh, okay. Like, never would I have in my mind plucked out those as options to ask about. So I love this like general way of asking for help. And, and also I love the generalness of asking the universe for help. You're not just asking a trainer, right. you're not just asking one person. Right. You're just like, okay, universe hit me. Like I need help with this. I need help with Moxie. Like show me the signs, guide me to the right places, guide me to the right tools, show me the energy that's happening between her and I like allow that to come up. And I am willing to bet that like within not very many days, there'll be some significant thing that you bump into magically that universe yep. is like collaborating with you to help create these opportunities for you to like bump into so that you get the answers that you need. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's definitely been true in my case. So I think that what's interesting or maybe what the next step in the conversation is, is like, how do we can, it's almost like convince ourselves that it works. Because I also think that in this like kind of an Amazon life, right? Where I can have anything delivered yeah. today that I want, yeah. like by three o'clock, like it's fine. Um, like the expectation, the pa- the lack of patience, we're almost like the patience has been trained out of us, honestly. Um, and like, how do we, how do we begin? And yes, no, there's not seven ways that'll work magically every time hundred percent, but like, how do we begin? Like, what are like a couple things, a couple places where we can begin? I think one of the things uh, that comes to mind is like this letting go of, um, uh, letting go of, hmm, let me see, I'm getting distracted by circular saw again. Um, <laughs> letting go of, oh, kind of like a fresh start, like letting go of things being really complicated like it's, the answer is usually sim- more simple than you think. Like it's, it's like, um, especially when you start out and you're kind of like, I don't know if I believe this stuff, you know, don't go out there shooting for like the world's biggest answer to the world's biggest problem for you. Like, right. 
sort of start small or start in a way that is just like be open to in this general way asking for this guidance or this these answers or this like way to come to you to this way to meet you and I think the the way to do that is to simply again like hop off the train of like needing to get to the next place needing to get to that goal or that show or whatever is like just getting off that train and pausing and working with what is here and being in your life still doing the things that you do and and just like noticing what actually is here in front of you with you as you're working with your dog as you're taking them for their nightly walk or whatever like training i'm sure you probably say this all the time training is all day like your relationship right. with your with your dog is right. all the time so like in those off training moments there's probably as much information for you as there is during the training moments as well so I feel like the the how to start or the how to like gain trust in this is kind of to start small and just like let go of like this big, you know, knock on your door coming, like let go of like a big aha moment. I mean, it might happen, but like it's it's almost like the more subtle things are they're everywhere. And once you open your eyes to them, it's like kind of putting glasses on like 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 universal signs. You put this like glasses that show you all the x-ray of like all the universal signs. <laughs> yeah. Everything's everything around you is a sign. <clears throat> yeah. Like everything. I think there's a book that I have not read, so I cannot quote about how awesome it is, but I think it's called <laughs> Side Sidewalk Oracles. And it's this, the the main message is like everything is a message for you. Everything is a sign. Everything on the sidewalk is a sign for you. Like what you're picking up on, what you notice as you walk down the sidewalk is what you need to see. And that is definitely not what your friend is seeing as you walk down the same sidewalk with her. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. everything that you, and it takes like this getting out of our head to actually notice and receive the things that are all around us. And so, yeah, I guess I'm not giving you like a super like step-by-step clear answer about how to do this apart from, okay, here are three things that you can do. Ask for help, <laughs> like ask the universe for help around or ask the universe signs of of what you can uh, receive around the some sort of issue that you're having with your dog or with yourself or whatever. Um, and then be open to receiving that. And, and that open to receiving it is like, the the doorbell or the knock on you is like when something is the same issue comes up again it's like in your face in the moment it's like oh here it is again okay what else is here right now like like just yeah. tapping and getting out of your mind into your body and just like feeling and looking around and sensing with all your senses what do you hear what do you smell what do you see like it could be something as literal as like you know I'm, I don't know if this has ever happened to you before but like a specific um, space where the competitions happen just never goes well for that dog. Yeah. Yeah, for some, sure. That's a real thing. Yeah. There's something in that space that tweaks the dog out that it just, it's never going to work because it's, that's just, there's something, or, or if you removed the thing, whatever it was, um, whether it's a smell, whether it's a, like in very energetic, again, reaching far terms, it could be that some sort of trauma happened on that land, in that space, in that ring, whatever that that dog consents every time it comes in it's like no I'm not doing this right who knows and so like that's where this like kind of imagination sort of playfulness around like okay what else is here like what am I picking up on what is the dog showing me what is the world showing me as I look around in these times yeah and the thing I think I would add is is you're listening to like don't expect it to look a certain way like don't expect the answer because you're just 
because now you're just saying, well, no, the only sign I'm going to accept is if it looks a certain way. And you kind of cut yourself off from all the other possibilities. Um, because I know that like my, you know, solution and my big, you know, one of my breakthroughs, you know, just came in a really unexpected way. Um, and to be open to listen, and I didn't like the answer, but to be open to listening to that, um, you know, can be the breakthrough you didn't know you need. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Yeah. Being open to like, however it wants to show up is, is part of the, like, it's like, even if you're like a a person who likes Oracle cards or something, when you pick an Oracle card, do you immediately go to the, to the, um, the written piece to explain to you what this might mean? Or do you like gaze at the card and see like, what is in this card that stands out to me on this day in this moment? Cause I'll get the same card, like, you know, a handful of times. And every time I look at the card, I see something different. And so that's Mm. kind of this, like, let go of those expectations of like, this means this, that means that, or like, if I do this, I'm going to get a sign that looks like this. And like, it's like, you just got to like, kind of let go of the reins of control and allow the universe to support you in the ways that it can in those magical synchronistic, holy cow, couldn't make this stuff up kind of way. And and the more we do that, the more it will grow. And the more you trust it, the more that will happen. And I, I really truly feel like the people that I've been working with for the past couple of years, like they've come to this place that they are their intuition, that they walk Mm. through this life being guided by what is happening within and around them where they're not getting kind of as stuck or as irritated or like things still happen totally because we're not fully healed beings ever, but that there's just this sense of like efficiency and ease with within the things that come up that are challenging. It's like, you have ways to look around, to look within, to see the energy, to tap into the wisdom of the energy of the moment, to see what might need to change for this to come into alignment, what might need to be healed. And so the more we do this kind of work and this like playful tapping into the energy, the better you'll get at it. You will get yeah. more efficient at it. And you'll begin to trust those like sneaking suspicions that come in. Mm-hmm. They're really subtle your, you know, your mind is like, no, 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 that's not possible. No, that's no, like it, it even dismisses it before it actually lands in your awareness sometimes. Yeah. But as you grow into this, I feel like those sneaking suspicions become your like, okay, well, that is what we're going to play with right now. Cause that's what's here. Right. Yeah. I definitely, one of my clients in specific specifically comes to mind because I always was like, but you know, so much more than you think you do, you know, stop, stop needing all of this outside validation for the thing that you already know, either because of your own experience or because of a knowing that you just know. Yeah. 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 I I have a question for you. Yes. Like when, um, you know, you talk about Moxie and the things that have come up for you that are like, uh, kind of don't feel super good, but like those moments when the stars align and everything is so perfect. And, oh, and yeah. like, like though, like what, what are you feeling in those? Like, what do you like? I'm almost asking like, what do you think is in those moments that makes it like that? But I'm kind of not, it's like, what is it about those times that you can like resonate with even right now? I mean, I just got like cold, like, you know, shivery cold when you said that, right? Because, and it, and I don't even know that I can get through without crying because it just, it's so like overwhelmingly fabulous that when it all comes together and you, they're having fun and you're having fun and you're just this synchronistic team or perfect dance partners or whatever analogy you want to use, it's, it is literally that thing that we all 
want to feel over and over again because it is like it's it's euphoric in a way that is addicting <laughs> um but it's also just to be that connected you know to any other being in the world is just i mean it's amazing and and then also it's that along with it, it's that flow state, right? That a lot of people talk about where the rest of the world sort of falls away. And it's just so uber present in that moment. Um, and yeah, as you were saying that, like I was picturing a ring, a run, a specific time, whatever, because it was the last time I felt that. And what what's cool about that is for, for me, it wasn't even like a, a qualifying run, you know, it wasn't like a, it wasn't a quote good run, but it was good for us and for our timeline and our progress together. It just was like super amazing. And, and I think what's interesting is that, you know, a lot of people listening, you know, we have multiple dogs or we're or we have multiple dogs at one time or we're on our, you know, second, third, fourth dog. And we always want that thing that we had with the last one, right? We, because but we forget that we were also miserable working up to that, you know, until we weren't right. We struggled until we figured it out and it was amazing. Yeah. And they call that sort of like, you know, our, my old shoe, right. Is it just feels so comfortable and, and so warm and fuzzy and, and known and familiar. Um, uh, yeah. And so it's something that, that people struggle with. And so when you get there or when you see that glimpse, like I saw and you're like, Oh my God, it's there. Like, that that is possible it's just so exciting <laughs> so exciting the, the words that flash across my mind's eye are that it's like falling in love again like yeah yeah like that moment is so euphoric and so aligned and so magical and so deeply yeah. connected and so, such a sense of belonging to each other and to the energy of what is there it can still be kind of a crap run but right like that that's right. what I love about what you just said too like it doesn't mean success in our mind's eye like correct Maybe what I guess what you're saying also is that maybe what you and, and the people that you work with, too, they're searching for that connection that like they want to fall in love again with this dog yeah. like they did with their other dog. But like, right. and, like have that such an aligned, magical um, moment just seamlessly weave together in this way that, again, doesn't look like what it could or should look like in terms of the rules or the success in our minds. But like, gosh, who wouldn't want to fight for or go for or try to make that happen? Again? Right, right, right. And I think that that's exactly, I think that's exactly kind of the quandary that most handlers are in is that they want that. They don't really have the patience for it to quote happen organically, even though like, I don't really think that anything is really happening organically. I just think that like their energies are finally meshing and they're finally listening yeah. Even if they don't realize they're listening, right. They just finally enough time goes by that you've heard enough messages that you're doing the thing. Um, which is why I kind of want to have this conversation, right. Because I think that, you know, there's a recognition that we're energetic beings with, you know, among a lot of handlers and that like their dogs listen and our dogs pick up on all of our energies and all of our feelings and all of our emotions. Yet there's this like other, I don't know if it's, I don't know even know if it doesn't rational seems like the wrong word because it doesn't feel rational, but there's this other side of our brain that's, that says, yes, well, tell me the four ways that I can have this by Friday. Mm -hmm. And the, that impatience and that it's a conflict, right? Between 
the two sides, I don't know if it's two sides of our brains or two ways of thinking. Um, but I think that people saying, great, now tell me how to train that. And you're like, oh, but wait, you can't really train it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's the, the magic that people are are looking for, even like within finding a partner, like, you know, many of us can have like multiple partners over a lifetime. And the the things that you that you connect with on that, on that, with that partner on that level and the, the falling in love again with that person. And then, and then that ending somehow, and then coming into it again, maybe is like, it, it just like, you totally get what you need. And that like you, you resonate with a person. It's like, you resonate with a dog, you resonate with a person because their energy complements you not in a way that makes you whole. They're there to help show you what you need to heal. And you're there to show them what they need to heal. And I feel like as you play with this together, that's when like, it's like a, the energies come together in a way that, that there's, there's nothing in the way. Like there's something yeah. that like clicks or releases, or that is like, it's like, again, it's very inexplicable. Like you can't, you can't sit here and tell me right now, all of the details of the things that came together for that, the last time that happened for you. Right. Correct. It, just happened and you're like right. wow and you want to replicate that but you're like but how and but how and so right where spirit right now is saying don't worry about it <laughs> <laughs> and like, that is just like oh but wait how do I not you know how do we relinquish that kind of control right yeah. I mean that's just kind of the game yeah. um yeah no that's super powerful and this comes back to getting the dog that you need not the dog that you want and yeah. I, I feel like our our goal maybe like maybe we can have two goals. There's like a logical goal of like doing the handling, doing the things and, you know, kind of the tangibleness in this reality of what you want to do with the dog. But also the other goal is like, how connected can I be with this Mm. dog? Like how, like, and not just like, obviously what you said earlier in the call, the woman wanting it, the dog to look her in the eyes, like not just getting an eye connection, like how, connected can you sense what your dog is feeling can you see what your dog is feeling and doing can you hear what your dog might be thinking like like can how connected can you yeah. be that is not just the leash that is the top down piece of this right? but it's like this like whirling sphere of like loving energy attempting to heal both of you and collaborate together to create these opportunities that are just so like deeply connected more than just in a show like more than just in a competition that's amazing I mean I just had like I feels like three aha moments on that so one of the things I always talk about to to my listeners to all the people I coach is you know to try to it's great to have outcome goals the results titles ribbons wins blah 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 all those things that we're going for but that I always want people to have process goals which is okay yeah but you can't win unless you've, you know, are able to execute on these skills. So like, what are these other things that you're going to focus on executing on in your run, right? Process goals. And I think I just added another layer, which is what are your energetic goals? Yeah. Because like, you know, I really, one of my breakthroughs with Moxie came this summer when I stopped um, saying like, cause she was having trouble with 
this obstacle in agility, the weave pulls. And I I thought that my process goal was, I just want to get the weaves. I just want to get the weaves. And I thought that what I figured out in the moment is that, you know what, that's become an outcome. Weaves have become an outcome. And so I shifted with her. I just wanted her to have fun. And I just wanted to reinvent the game for her so that we were having fun. And if I look back on it now, that was really me having an energetic goal and not really having a either a process or an outcome goal. I was really just trying to like fix the energy of our runs. Yeah. And my mind is now blown. So <laughs> it, it feels like that, like, I, I don't think we've said this quite in this way. So I'm going to say it again. It's, it's a balance between like kind of the masculine defined things that we want to achieve, like the getting a ribbon, the task, the the weave thing, whatever, like those are tangible tasks that could be done in, in a certain way to achieve something sort of in this masculine flavor. But then the feminine aspect of it, like, it's not that that's bad either. Like that's right. good. It's a goal. It's a tangible, it's a thing. Right. It's like, and then well, it helps focus us. It, it totally. does. It helps organize us. Yeah. But I think people, majority of us, especially in this culture, they get stuck in that part and they forget about you know, the fun, the flow, the fluidity, the femininity, the, like the energy of what is happening. And I'm guessing that that run that you had that felt so free and so amazing and so deeply connected was the version of both. No, you didn't get the top, you know, it wasn't the most amazing run, but like, it just, it was the balance of both coming together. Yeah. Almost like what's the point in having a perfect run and getting a ribbon if nobody had fun. Right. Exactly. Right. Right. That's and there's just, a lot of that out there. <laughs> yeah, I bet. Yeah. 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 And I think the other thing I'm always going to be asking um, my clients now after this call is like, well, ask yourself, how connected can you be? Like how, you know, in, and have that be a driving focusing force for you. Um, because I think that's a better question to ask. Yeah. Right. And, and maybe there's also like, how open can you be? And is there something that I can do in my personal life Mm. it's like ritualistic <laughs> or helpful for me like yeah. I just think you know the obvious thing that comes to mind is like you know meditations or nature yep. walking or like anything that helps like ground you and spread you out like spread your awareness calm your nervous system you're literally if you're focused so in your mind on the goal and all the things you're tense you're constricted nothing can get through energy is not yeah. going to come through to you the energy that does get through to you is going to be anxious and disconnected and like irritating like the things that maybe come up with moxie but then when like it I just I love the idea of this like kind of research project is if you <laughs> if you just set aside that you did at least one thing every day that truly calmed your system that was that was there in honor of with the intention of like opening and calming and allowing you to receive if you did that every day and you didn't change any behaviors or any training or anything with mm -hmm. your dog, you came into your trainings with your dog and just see how differently your dog behaves. It's like, it's the same thing that I tell all the people I've said this before on other podcasts is like, if you heal yourself, you are healing the world. When you change something within you, it doesn't need to be mirrored back in the same way. So you're literally changing the behavior of those around you by tending to yourself and healing yourself. And so I'm super curious if any of your listeners actually try this. I totally want to know. It's like, yeah. is there something that you can do even just for seven days? Like try it for seven days and just see how your dog may or may not shift in their behaviors or their connection to you or how much you can perceive about your dog. Right. 
Oh my God. I love that. Yes. Right? I hope, I hope everybody takes on that challenge and reports back. I want to know too. Oh my God. That's great. Um, okay. I mean, I, we could talk for days of course, but I won't do that to you. Um, um, but I would like to close by asking you to ask your spirit, like, is there anything else like we need to know or maybe be repeated or anything else you want to close with? Okay. I'm just going to, I'm going to put my hand on my heart. I'm just going to just, because this is a podcast, you can't see me. I'm just going to describe <laughs> what it is that I'm doing. So I'm sitting up a little taller. I'm put, placing a hand on my heart space, the center of my upper chest. And now I have both hands there. And I'm closing my eyes and I just see the word breathe. And that that word in my mind's eye is all in lower cat, like lowercase. And so as I see that word, the letters are there. And as I sit here with like, a little bit more aligned body like I'm, I'm not slouching I'm like sitting tall hands on heart this word breathe begins to like get space between the letters like the letters literally start spreading mm -hmm. out and becoming more vast and maybe that's part of the ticket for for us you and me if not some of your listeners yeah. maybe everyone is like of course the breath like it is always there and the breath has probably the most significant capacity to help soothe us or calm us or create that space that we're looking for that allows the energy to come through and be like, actually see things differently. Like I've had clients that come to me and for some reason, magically spirit is like, we need to do some breath work or we need to do some. And there's like some working with that, some, some happening that is unique to them in the moment. And when they open their eyes at the end of the session, they look different to me and they're wow. looking around and they're just like, Oh my God, I had no idea. Like this room looks so different. Like you can wow. literally change your perspective and your ability to sense energy, probably just simply by closing your eyes and breathing. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And every handler can go sit in their car and do that. So there's no excuses. <laughs> <laughs> I would love uh, it if that, I, if that would become like the, the thing. I know. Where you're just like, I, oh, like everybody's like, oh, look, they're breathing. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. I would love to walk through a parking lot and just see a bunch of people in their cars breathing. That would make me so happy. Um, yeah. Because, um, thank you for saying that because I've, I have mentioned that a time or two myself. Um, about giving ourselves space, right? About getting out and getting out of the, the chaos of a trial or whatever and just giving ourselves space and how powerful that can be. So thank you for bringing that home in a, in a much different and much needed way. So I appreciate that. Amazing. And I think I needed to hear that today because I think yeah. I'm, I'm being tense and not letting things flow lately. So um, I think I needed to hear that as well. I, coincidentally, I also needed to hear that today. I kind of <laughs> I'm like, oh yeah, I have not been breathing very deeply lately. I've not even paid, been paying attention to it. It's just happening. Yeah. So it's just yeah. happening. All right. Well, thank you so much, Dee. I'm gonna, this is so great. I really appreciate it. I know this is going to help a lot of people. Awesome. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening to the Mindset Coaching for Handlers podcast with me, Julie Bacon. I am so grateful for your precious time. Check out my Dogged Planner workbook and journal available on Amazon. Just search for Dogged Planner. I also offer monthly membership that's perfect for ongoing support of your awesome goals. Check out theqcoach.com for details or just stop by and check out all the ways you can work on your mindset. 
And be sure to follow me on Facebook and Instagram at The Q Coach and let me know how it's going. Finally, please share, subscribe, and leave a review. This helps us podcasters tremendously. Plus, I know I get my best podcast recommendations from friends. Thanks and have a great week with your dogs.